Underground. That's right, we're back with a vengeance. The Lord is the one who does the vengeance thing, I guess. Shouldn't be us. But you know, it's New Hope Underground. Hey, welcome back. And uh, we, we've got another exciting uh, story for you, another exciting testimony. And, and, and we also have hot goss coming at you with uh, Tower Yoakum and. Uh, uh, Christy Busher, and they'll be they'll be on here as well. But we're going to start off today. I got a guest here in the studio, the New Hope Underground official studio here at twenty two ten North Rainy Street, Effingham, Illinois, coming to you live. Well, not really. It's it's recorded for you, but live for us <laughs> is Shauna Danenberger. Hey, Shauna. Hey, excited to be here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, you have such a long last name. Oh my. Try teaching that to your <laughs> almost seven and nine year old. Yeah, how they, do they say their last name very well? Yeah, but if you'd notice, uh, my kids' names are short, so we intentionally picked uh, short first names. Well, that, that makes sense. Now, Shauna is here. She's on our staff here at New Hope. We'll talk. I tell you what, we'll talk about staff a little bit. You mentioned your kids, so yeah. let's tell a little bit of if you would about your family first. Yeah, so I am married to my husband, Craig. We've been married nine years, going on 10, um, and we have Tate and Jessa. So Tate is nine, and Jessa is seven. I guess technically next week. They have birthdays coming up. So Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Got your hands full. Yes. And so you inherited the long last name. I did. Basically. I inherited that, yes. Almost 10 years ago. Almost, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, marriages don't always last 10 years. I, I know. We're, I'm so excited, <laughs> hoping for many, many more. No, that's fantastic. That's awesome. And um, so you 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 uh, started, when did you start working for New Hope kind of officially? Because you're, you're part-time. Right. And tell us what your like description, job description is, yeah. if you will, or whatever. So I work part-time here at New Hope Effingham as a K through third grade coordinator. And I started in January of 2020, actually. But at that time, right, I started as right a baby. before COVID. Oh, hit. my yeah. goodness. COVID. <laughs> yes. And I then at that time was actually in the babies in preschool and I was doing babies in preschool coordinating um, during that COVID time. And then at, um, a little bit later, at some point, transitioned to K through third grade. So, so you worked with babies in preschool at the church. And now yes. you work with K through third grade. You have two kids of your own. Yeah. So you like kids. I do. Is that a good assumption? It is actually. It's not (laughs) what I ended up doing. Um, When I went um, to college, I had started out for teaching. So that's kind of part of my testimony. It's funny because I didn't end up completing my teaching degree, but then as God would have it, here I am and I homeschool my kids and. You're a teacher, whether you like it or not. Yes. Kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. So you went to school to be a teacher. I started that way. You started that I'm way. one of those people that like, I did a lot of everything. I clearly <laughs> couldn't make up my mind, um, which I think about it. It's so hard to do that when you're 18, you know? Yeah. It's hard and, when you're older. My wife, she got an associate's degree from Lakeland. But the reason she did is she took so many classes, they had to give it to her. Because she never, you know, because she kept switching yeah, what she wanted to do. That was me. I always, I always, always poke her about it. So you, you could have a degree in all of them, but she has a, what they call a general ed degree or something yeah. like that, because they had to give her a degree because she took so many, you know, enough classes. Yeah, that was me. I bounced around through Lakeland for a couple of years and then settled down and got more of like a general degree when I went to Millican because I was working, I had to work full time you know, to support myself and then, um, was doing Milliken of the evening. So I did get a degree finally pinpointed one for organizational leadership, which is pretty much to be able to lead no matter what you're doing. So it was perfect because it was generalized enough. I could kind of do anything with it. So, so these K through third graders are very well organized. Oh, I try to be, (laughs) I try as as much as you can organize K through third graders. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that you would have to have some sort of degree in organizational leadership in order to lead K through third grade, I would yeah. think. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of the, one of the most toughest things to do. It's like nailing a jello to a wall. Yeah. Kind of thing. But anyway, what do you love about, about your job, working with kids and stuff? Oh, goodness, that's a tough question. Um, too many things or not enough? Oh, probably too many. <laughs> but I think like my true heart behind it, which goes back to my testimony uh, that we'll talk about later, is just that, I love getting to watch kids at such a young age pick up so much and like 
we don't give them enough credit. Mm. They know mm. and pick up on things really quickly. And so it's really cool to get to teach them the gospel and tell them about Jesus and teach them how to go live it out. And then to get to hear them like come back and share their stories or, you know, when they're brave enough to stand up and pray in front of the class, like that's huge. We have adults that don't even want to do that. And I have kids in my, my ministry that are brave enough to do that. And I just, those are just some really cool moments that I hang on to. So when they say kids are impressionable, I mean, that's absolutely true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of scary all at the same time. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's like with their own kids. I can't, I couldn't believe how many things my own kids would mimic from me. And it's like, oh my goodness, I need to watch what I, who I am and what I'm doing. Yeah, they mimic the good and the bad. Exactly. It's a whole package deal. So, uh, so you've been here since 2020 then as far as like on staff. On staff. Yeah. So this is your third year then. Yes. Going, yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe it's 2023. Just nuts. Anyway. uh, So what has been, I guess, and I, you know, if I asked a question, what do you love about your job? What, 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 give me a challenge. You know, what's a, what's a challenge? Because obviously here at New Hope, we don't look at K through third as babysitting, mm-hmm. you know, or caretaking. Mm-hmm. We look at you're really trying to teach and lead and leave yeah. an impression, especially when it comes to uh, obviously the gospel and Jesus and the Bible. So, I mean, but so it's not always an easy job. So what's the challenge, do you think? Um, I'm. For me personally, like right now in that ministry area, it would definitely be like the volunteer consistency, which I know we've Mm -hmm. touched on that. And why that can be challenging is because if you get too large of a class size, we can't have those deep discussions. So if you have 20 kids versus eight to 10 kids, those discussions can't be quite as deep or you can't give all the kids the opportunity to chime in. And so it's a little bit harder to build the relationships that we're looking to build because we talk about building relationships in small groups with adults, but that's really the point as well. in our ministries, even in that K through third grade space. So I would say like right now, the challenging part for me is looking at a class of 20 and then thinking, okay, with this curriculum, how do we make it so that we can still have those nice, deep, intimate conversations at the appropriate kid level, obviously, um, but kind of engage them all, you know? Right. So. So you appreciate your volunteers, but sometimes they just don't show up. Well, they do show up. It's not that they don't show up. It's just the lack of sometimes having enough. enough so there's yeah. not always enough volunteers. In so, order to really break it down to what you want to do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I have a fantastic team. I am so thankful. They shout out to my K through third grade volunteer team because they show up, they go above and beyond. There are some mornings I have to combine classrooms last minute and that's just part of life and that's okay. Um, and yeah, I'm for always, Sunday to Sunday, you don't know really what you're getting as far as numbers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then if somebody, uh, this time of year is a great example, you know, sickness is just part of life. And so sometimes we just have to, um, combine rooms, but I'm so thankful that volunteers I have are flexible and you know what? Kids are flexible too. So they never even bat an eye at it. This time of year, we need an influenza ward down in, in the K through 30 grade area, basically, uh, isolate people. (laughs) No, I, no, I think it's great. I, I appreciate everyone who works down there. That's for sure. As far as like, a, let's say someone's listening to our podcast right now, who has, um, who's maybe crossed their mind. Maybe I should help out with kids ministry. Mm-hmm. What do you got to say to them? This come, is your this is your pitch right here. Here you come go. Come check it out. <laughs> um, if you feel that nudge, um, don't be intimidated. I think people can get really intimidated and think that they don't have enough knowledge or Bible background, or they're not capable of like leading. And I would just encourage anybody that's thought about it to come check it out because the curriculum we use is the orange curriculum. And it's, it's something great that we're able to edit and get prepared and prepped for that Sunday morning. So as the volunteer, they just have to review the curriculum we've done. We have everything in the classroom forum. They pretty much review it, go through the Bible lesson to get prepared for that Sunday. And then they get to come in and they have that paper in front of them also to help guide them. So I think a lot of times fear can be kind of what stops you. So I would just say, come check it out. You can come down to observe. It doesn't mean you're dedicated to anything. It just means, Hey, I want to check this out and um, just love on kids. Yeah. And no matter what your gift is, we'll find a place. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, that's awesome. Now, one of the main reasons I asked you to be on here, and, and, and this is true with a lot of people, you know, a lot of times we interview staff, we also interview people in the church period. And I'm always really curious. And the thing I'm always asking is, how did you really come to know Jesus? 
because that's that's the most important thing for us, obviously, as as we uh, walk in walk in life, and part of the whole reason why we even have a church or who we are. Yeah. Uh, so it's very instrumental, and it's just it's cool to know that uh, we have so many staff people who actually have been attenders here first, you know, mm-hmm. and then eventually wanted to use their gifts and get, you know, are working in staff positions such as yourself. But one of the most important things, obviously, for not just our staff, but for anybody here at our church, is we want people to know Jesus personally. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of curious. Uh, uh, I've known you quite a while yep. to some degree. I mean, maybe not, we weren't necessarily in contact all the time, but I right. just know your, you know your past and family right. a little bit. But I'm just kind of curious as to just uh, where, however you want to start, how did you come to know Jesus exactly? Yeah. Um, I love sharing my testimony cause I feel like it's, um, I hope there's people out there that can relate to it. It's interesting. I grew up in the church. So I, from my earliest memories, um, are really in the church. The, at the time our church was what I envision is the old school churches with like the red pews and the red carpet mm-hmm. and the big state, you know, <laughs> it's the stage across the whole church with the stairs that go up. And I grew up in the church. Um, my family was all involved. My grandparents, my parents, and I was baptized at age 10, and it looked like I would have been on the path, on the straight and narrow, and of course I would follow because I was going to church and doing all the things every day. But um, when I was heading into, it have been like middle school, junior high, my parents got divorced, and like any child, but it like shook my world. Sure. And um, it really, it really made me question things for several years, and then um, I just felt like I looked around and it, now I know I had religion. I didn't have a relationship with Jesus yet, but I had religion. So at that point in my life, I stepped back and was like, all of these people, you know, we're claiming to be Christians. We say we're living a certain way, but in reality, there's sin happening and they're, they're kind of being hypocritical. That's how I felt. And yeah. now I know as an adult and looking back, we're all sinners. No one's perfect. We all make mistakes, but as a child, right. I didn't have a strong foundation yet. I just kind of had the motions of what I call like religion. And so when I was in high school, I chose to walk away from my faith. Um, I believed in God, but I wasn't like, I wasn't going to be a part of the church anymore. That felt fake to me. And that was not because of any one person or anything. It was just my perception at the time as a child, truthfully. And I believed in God, but I was like, how can God be good how can God be good and all of this happen? My world is crumbling. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time. And so I'm like, I'm done with that. Like I'm done. So would you kind of, I'm going to pursue this just a little bit, if you don't yeah. mind. I'm curious, just what do you mean by, you felt like the whole thing was fake. Did you feel like God was fake too? No, I, I had perceived it and not due to anybody's one teaching necessarily. It was that like I had perceived things in my mind, it was like, you do these right things and you go to heaven or you do these wrong things and you go to hell. Mm-hmm. But like that relationship piece hadn't been connected for me yet. It was like, about rules and it was about religion. Rules. It was about rules and religion. Yeah. And at the time I didn't realize that. So when people weren't obeying those rules, yes. then it seemed like it was kind of false or empty to you. Yes, it yeah. did. And so then in turn, that just caused me to rebel because mm. I was like, well, I'm not going to follow these rules. Like this is, this just is a joke. You know, as a teenager, we all have big emotions at that stage in our life. And so, yeah, that was. You're trying to sort through what's real and what's not. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Which that's funny. Cause that's kind of where my passion for my age group comes in for my work because I needed at that point to have been reading my Bible more and building my relationship with Christ. But that was just a disconnect for me at that point. So I get really passionate about that now because I see the importance of that Mm. because up until that point, I just mainly felt like I had had a set of rules. So I continued living, as I call by the world, just making, um, you know, not the wisest decisions and going through life kind of doing my own thing. I mentioned bouncing back and forth between what I was going to do when I grew up, you know, college degree wise. Mm-hmm. And I did work, um, but I was just mainly working and going to school and just kind of doing what I wanted. Um, and I ended up meeting my husband. So we've actually been together 14 years. So oh, wow. way we're, that's about the time we're at here, you know, in my young, young twenties and we start dating. And after a couple years, 
God kind of starts working in our relationship. And I just mentioned, I feel like maybe we should start going to church somewhere. I don't know what prompted it, but the Holy Spirit within me was like, okay, we need to get you back. So him and I started attending a really small country church that his grandparents or his grandpa, excuse me, went to, which ironically ended up being the church that we get married in, not by choice (laughs) because our it rained on our wedding. So it was, it's just funny to see how God works. He just kind of has a sense of humor sometimes. Right. So we start <laughs> attending the church again at this point, still kind of more like just on the to-do list side, like I say, more of a religious practice of we're going. Um, eventually I started a little small group with some young adults that were in that church. And so I was starting to dig a little deeper, but I wouldn't say I didn't realize at that point how much Jesus like was starting to infiltrate me, so to speak, or like really changing me from the inside out. Um, it was still kind of a practice for you. Let's, Cause that's kind of what you were used to, but you weren't as obstinate about it at this. You're more open to, you yes. know, maybe I'm getting older. I need to, it was that kind of, I'm just, I'm just trying to nail down what your motive was there. It wasn't, so you didn't feel at that point you were believing entirely in Jesus or, yeah, like I still believe God was real, but I don't, I think the best way I can explain it when I talk to people about it is like, I still didn't know Jesus. Like, mm. I don't know. You, If you know Jesus, you know, like I didn't know him yet. Like I didn't understand the character of God. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand fully the three in one. Like there were just still some pieces. I was just a baby still, a baby Christian, so to speak. Like I was starting to want to dig deeper. Um, but I didn't really know yet what it was. I don't think that I was looking for. I just know that, you know, we all have that desire and that longing and that hole that only God can fill. And so I think of it as like that longing started to really kick in in me. Well, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm really curious about this. If you don't mind answering no, you're this fine. question. Yeah. Why would you go back when you had the experience that you mm. did? I mean, I, in other words, what I would expect to hear is you went back because you started to know Jesus. Yeah. But you went back prior to that, like you were going back into the religion kind of aspect of it. Yeah. I'm I kind of know. Never thought about that I've before. I've never thought about that. I guess probably because deep down, I knew God, you know, I believed in God. So deep down, that was still there, deep rooted in me from a young age. So probably so just there's that faith, desire, there's faith in there's there. Faith in there yeah. But I, what I call like not a strong foundation yet. So I guess what I could only probably explain is the Holy Spirit just trying to pull me back, like just giving me that desire. I have no idea where it stemmed from because it was just a random thought. Craig and I were going on a date. Like I remember the conversation in his truck going on a date. I'm like, yeah. I think we should start going to church again. Interesting. So yeah, so interesting. There wasn't like a, a comeback moment in the sense of what am I doing and I need to repent and change. And that came later. That came later. It did. So it's interesting. So yeah. all this is happening and we have Tate. So we end up getting married. Um, again, we're attending church. I kind of have a little small group going with some other um, young adults our age and we have Tate. And I think that's probably one of those big moments. If you've had kids, you know, like you have this child and you're responsible to raise them. So I really felt that desire to want them to have a firm foundation. And, um, I finished, had finished my degree at that point, had got what I thought was my dream job. I wanted to have a job to make a name for myself, to be able to provide for myself and my family. And I had that, but then I had this baby and the first time in my life, I remember clearly hearing God was when I was working full time and I would walk. So I was a human resource um, generalist. And so I would go throughout the plant that I worked at. I worked in a factory doing HR and I'd go to these different interviews in these different um, departments and I'd just pray and I'd hear God speaking like, you're not supposed to be working. You're supposed to be home with your kids. And mm-hmm. I'd never heard. Wow. I'd never heard God like that before, but I knew I knew I was not supposed to be there. And it's interesting because that like led into probably the couple hardest years of Craig and our marriage because he felt like I really needed to be working. His um, trade at the time, which it's still his trade, but at the time he 
um, would get laid off in the winter. So having that second consistent income was a really big deal. Right. And we just had this baby to provide for too. So he couldn't imagine how I could either not work or work part time and how we would financially be stable. And so like for a couple year period there, we're still doing this kind of through the motion thing, but I'm starting to hear God more and feel God move more. But I know without a shadow of a doubt, I'm not Mm. supposed to be working, which was crazy because it was hard to let go of that desire to have that career because I had dreamed of that since I started to struggle. Like I was just going to prove myself. I wanted to prove who I was. Um, So there's insecurity in several ways. Yes. About who you are, but also money and everything else. Yes. So there's a fear to step out on faith. Yes. which And I always think of it, it was kind of, it shows that lack of true faith foundation yet because I, mm. you know, my identity wasn't in Jesus yet. I didn't have the confidence that he would provide no matter what. But I truly think this is where God was going to use the situation and the choices and um, path that I had taken and bring Craig and I back to him and draw us closer together and closer to God. So it was really truly in this moment where we both would say our faith really grew Mm. because so this is like a two year period. Now I end up being pregnant with our daughter, Jessa. And I'm like, I just, I can't work. So I'm getting ready to head on maternity leave and Craig reluctantly. And he would tell you that he's like, fine, work part-time. We can't do this. I can't do this anymore. We can't, we're just going to keep fighting. Like I'm just going to have to kind of give in here. And, um, from that moment on, he has yet to be laid off from work. And that's been seven. No, not. Yeah. Seven years. Yeah. Lord took care of it. He knew what he was he doing. Knew. He knew. And Craig would tell you yeah. like, that's not mine to share, but like his testimony, that's a huge part that God showed him that financially he would always provide because as a husband, like that's your role. So that's hard to step out on faith like that. But I did it would the way God would have it. There was a part-time position at a bank in town um, working at an investment center with a phenomenal, phenomenal group of Christians, which is just great. And I was able to do that part-time. I actually thought I would end up going back full-time there when our kids got in school and stay there. But as we all know, God has different plans. And Mm so um, that changed. But And next time he speaks, you kind of listen because you know he's going to take care of things. Yes. (laughs) So yeah, we, um, we end up, that's kind of about the time I actually started attending New Hope as well. So there was a lot happening in this time. Uh, Craig and I decide I'm going to work part-time. He, um, continues on his journey with his job, but God starts providing abundantly above and beyond. And our income kind of stays the same. And we're like, how does this happen? (laughs) Only accept God. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. Um, and I knew some people that attended here and I, had been talking about church and they said I should listen online and I'd actually really been drawn to the church. We were doing home remodels. So we kept going past all the time to go to Menards and I was like, <laughs> I want to attend there. Like I need to go there. And I had started listening online and one day was like, I'm just going to do it. Craig's not a huge crowd person. So I told him you don't have to go, but like, I'm going to go, I want to go see what this is about. And of course he wasn't going to let me go alone. So we came here with both the kids and we have been ever since. <laughs> so, so there, there was a moment you said though, that where you just, I don't know, it was through this time of job and everything that when Jesus became more real in the sense of relationship. Yeah. I think hearing God, um, when I was trying to make that decision between yeah. full-time versus part-time, then we joined the church and start working and I, um, or start attending here and I start, I joined a Bible study. I'm trying to think what month that was because we started coming like at the beginning of the year. So it was just a couple mm-hmm. months in. Mm-hmm. And I joined a Bible study with who is now a great mentor and friend of mine, Maggie Myler. Mm-hmm. And it was over First Peter. And it was a Jen Wilkins study. And she is a great Bible teacher. She's huge on Bible literacy. Mm-hmm. And that was like a changing, that was a changing moment for me. There was a couple weeks in and I left and I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know Jesus. That's it. Like, I don't know my Bible. I don't know the character of God. I don't, I was missing it. And it was in that moment that I feel like that's when I was truly, truly like reborn again. I had, it gave me the passion I have now for Bible literacy. I love theology. I love digging deep. I 
love being able to see who God is in the word and, mm -hmm. and then find my identity and what I've learned about God because I had so many years of finding my identity and everything around me and that's ever changing and that word is not. Mm -hmm. It's like you've had this calling a long time to be a disciple, but you didn't mm -hmm. know what, if you don't know Jesus, it's hard to be a disciple. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, you can follow, but you end up, end up following things you think are Jesus, but they're mainly just traditions yeah. or church rules, like you said, mm -hmm. a religion. No, that's, that's excellent. So how, I know that uh, one thing I want to kind of say, if you don't mind, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, I did want to say this. I, I've appreciated just in staff, we had some staff meetings and things like that. I've just appreciated your prayers mm -hmm. and I've heard you pray. And when I hear you pray, um, maybe you can speak to the role of prayer in your life mm -hmm. a little bit, but I, I, I rem, I'm reminded of something someone told me a long time ago. I can't remember who it was, but it's impressed, impressed upon me that when you listen to someone pray, it should be like you're intruding. Mm. And that's how I feel when I listen to you pray. Oh. I feel like I'm intruding and that's, that's good. Cause I mean, that's just shows you're talking to him and not me or anybody else when mm -hmm. you're praying out loud. So I just want to join. I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious what kind of role, you know, prayer has been in your life. Cause I, I can obviously see it growing in you just in the, time short time we've been working together yeah what's interesting i hadn't thought about it kind of till this conversation but truly prayer is what started this mm. journey for me um mm. where i feel like my i truly came into knowing jesus um when i was walking the plant halls when i was, was working always. as yeah. as hr because i remember that's all i did was just prayed because it was just a super tough time i'm a thinker and I have a lot of thoughts in my head and I need to talk them out with somebody and how amazing it is that God listens all the time. Um, but prayer is huge and it's huge in our growth and our faith because I was just talking with um, some gals on staff about this. Like if you think about dating and your relationship, we know that um, the Bible compares the bride and the groom and we are the bride. But when you think before that, you're dating, right? And how do you get to know somebody? You talk mm. and you listen and you wait mm. and you're eager. You expectantly, eagerly wait to speak to that person again. You get on the phone and you're so pumped and you talk for two hours and then sometimes it's silent and that's okay, but nobody wants to hang up the phone because right. you're so excited. You get that phone ear. Yes. Sweaty. Yeah. That should be what prayer is for us in that excitement that we think of when we think of dating, like when you met your spouse, that's how we should approach our relationship with, with God. And that's what prayer does for us. So we pray and it's just that conversation and honesty because that's what relationships are built on is honesty. So sometimes it is pleading with expectancy and sometimes it's anger and honesty that you're frustrated. And sometimes it's praising because he's shown up and he's great. But that's also like our conversations mm -hmm. in our everyday relationships. There's yeah. a, a wide array of them. Um, and so that has grown. That's something that my mentor, uh, like I talk about, my dear, dear friend Maggie had grown me in that. Um, I'd say grow the most in that when her and I would pray individual, like we'd pray together, the two of us. And I was just able to see mm. how that truly draws us close. That's that that gap between what we read and and who God is, is that prayer. I remember an old time author used to call it the thin place. Mm. He was talking about the thin veil between us and God when we pray. Yeah. And I, that's no, really good. I appreciate that very much. I, what's the kind of, if you don't mind kind of tying, tying this up together yeah. here, I'm curious cause I really appreciate your testimony. What's one thing like recently that you think that God really has taught you spoke mm. to you about because it because this is a discipleship's an ongoing thing obviously it's not like you've arrived <laughs> no we all um, know that <laughs> yeah i um truly believe everything i have my journey up until now has prepared myself um and actually craig too because it involves him um, i have a chronic health issue and i struggle with that daily and it is becoming, it's just a battle. And it always has been. Um, and so right now God is showing me 
that he is still faithful and that he is still good. Mm. Um, I'm trying to remain confident in all these battles. And so I'm just reminded that we're not living for now. We're living for the future. Mm. Um, I'm learning to praise God in the what ifs. So what if this never gets better or what if this happens still then will you follow me still then will you love me Mm. meaning me my relationship with with him and so yeah his faithfulness and goodness is still true and even though we've come out of something there there's always going to be a something next that's so we're always preparing for that that's really good kind of reminds me of paul's words in second corinthians 12 about when he was not getting his prayers answered mm-hmm. and things were going, my grace is sufficient for you. Yes. And my power is made perfect in your weakness. It's really interesting because your story of testimony really sets you up for the future. What I mean by that is like when you look at the past and you see how God was faithful, even mm-hmm. though you didn't want to make changes and you did anyway, mm-hmm. and, you, and you finally, why were we worrying about? Because, you know, yeah. he took care of it to learn from that history about yeah. what's going to happen tomorrow, even if the things are bigger, the issues are bigger. Yeah. But what's a, leave us if you would, I'm going to give you a two-minute drill here in just oh, a goodness. second. We do two-minute drills with people and I never have had a chance to do that with Shawnee yet, so I'm gonna, I am going want to fire a bunch of questions at her here in just a second. But if you would, leave our audience with just, uh, if there's just one piece of advice you would give people who are just listening to just, maybe there, maybe there's some people who are listening right now are just hanging on by a thread in mm-hmm. their relationship with Jesus. Um what would you say? Mm. I think I'd have to say, don't believe the lies of the enemy. Mm. Hold on true to what you hold on to what you know to be true, and let those truths be louder than all the noise around you. Let it be louder than the social media. Let it be louder than the person next to you that you're comparing yourself to. Let it be louder than how you feel that day because maybe you don't feel well. Let it be louder than the voice inside that tells you you're not enough, or maybe you, you really, maybe you really don't know him. Maybe I don't know Jesus well enough. Maybe I'm just never going to get there. That's just a lie of the enemy. So to read your Bible and let the truths of that and know the true character of God and hold on to that. Awesome, great way to end it. Hey, thanks, Shauna. Yeah. Let's go on to your two minute drill. You ready? I guess. You nervous yet? Oh boy, yeah. We're gonna start. <laughs> uh, here we go. What I'm gonna do is. I say two-minute drill. I don't know if it's actually two minutes. I don't really count the time, but it's close. Okay. I'm just going to fire some questions at you one after another, and they're real, real easy. You just okay. tell us what you think. This is a way for us to get to know you. Here we go. And it begins now. What's your favorite type of ice cream? Uh, chocolate mint. Favorite cartoon as a kid? Did you have one? I don't know if I had one. Did, you, did your kids have a favorite Yeah, cartoon? I was just, I, what came to mind was the... Um, Big City Greens. That's the only oh, cartoon my okay. kids watch. <laughs> Would you rather run away and join a circus or the run away and join the French Foreign Legion? Oh, the circus. The circus. What would fun. you do in the circus? I don't know. They're more fun. They seem like fun. We <laughs> don't know what you would do. Would you be like the acrobat person or? Ooh, I don't know. I'm not the bear stupid. trainer. Maybe the bear trainer. I'm there not really go. coordinated to be an acrobat. So <laughs> you don't want to. You don't. Wanna, you don't want to die. Or anything. No, no, no. What country would you like to visit in the wintertime? Ooh, I don't know. England. I don't know. So England. that came to mind. So somewhere cold. We'd be all right Yeah, but that. I don't really like the cold. So maybe, that's ironic. Maybe Tahiti. <laughs> <laughs> Snickers or Milky Way? If you had Snickers. a... Snickers. Oh, there you go. And would you rather drive a little red sports car or a big Hummer? Ooh, Hummer. There you go. What was your dream job when you were little? Don't say HR. It wasn't that. <laughs> um, I think it was teaching. It was teach. It yeah. was always your. That was your dream job. Yeah. Uh, you are a zookeeper. Okay. okay. Uh, which zoo animals would be your specialty? A giraffe. The giraffes. Yeah. Any particular why? why, why? I don't know. Just these are cool. They just seem fun. What's your least favorite holiday? Halloween. <laughs> because the kid, do the kids love it? I mean, do you have to like? Go through all the, or do you try to like say we're not doing it? Just try, try to get them to forget about it. No, we do. We do. It's just like, then there's so much candy and then they just got to get in and out of the car a hundred times. Yuck. <laughs> okay. Would you take a, a karate class or water aerobics if you had to pick one? Water aerobics. Water aerobics. Yeah. 
Would you rather fly, drive, or boat a long distance? Fly. That yeah, makes sense. Now, I'm going to give you one last thing. Okay. And you're going to respond with this. Right on or freak out. Okay. So you, you understand what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Frank Sinatra. Right on. Right on. Living in a cool tree house. Right on. Gardening. Freak out. <laughs> Barbecue chicken wings. Right on. Water balloon fight. Freak out. Freak out? You would freak out a water balloon fight? I don't know. I feel like it's crazy. Going no. going to an amusement park. Freak out. Taking an Uber. Freak out. Would you freak out about I that? Know. I don't know. Right on. I don't know. <laughs> Never done an Uber before? I have. It's you, not, need, so you need to do that and live in love. I, I have. It just makes me un- nervous, I guess. One, one last thing. Okay. And that is skiing down a mountain. Right on. Right. You would like skiing. That's cool. I would love to try it. I've always said that, but I don't <laughs> like the cold and I'm not coordinated, so I don't know. <laughs> well, hey, thanks. That was a two-minute joke. You did yes. great. See? Thank you. No problem whatsoever. Hey, and uh, keep listening because uh, Tyler Yoakum and Christy Bisher are next. Welcome to Hot Goss with Chris and Tyler. So happy to be here. <laughs> you interrupted me. Sorry. I was, I was going to come up with I'm, like a tagline on the spot for this. I just segment. wanted to be an active participant. Well, you need to be an active listener before. <laughs> I'll try that. Do you, you want to start over? You were a teacher. Do you want to start over? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, here we go. No, uh, Darren, don't don't start o- don't start us over. We're going to keep the first part, but we're going to do the intro again. So just two intros. Don't cut us. We're going to keep rolling this whole time. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Hot Goss with Chris and Tyler, your home for all the hottest gossip at New Hope Church. I do not like that. I do not like the tagline. Okay, okay. Yeah. It, <laughs> I it actively leans... listened and I actively spoke. <laughs> it uh, it leans too far into the gossip. A little too far because little... you told me that it stood for gospel, <laughs> the hot gospel. And now right. all of a sudden you're saying it's gossip. gossip. It's gossip. And no, I you're right. It's not appropriate. It's not appropriate. Let's let's no, rock and roll. No tagline, right? And the music at the beginning is also a little questionable. It's creepy. It's on. It was on the soundboard. I, I know. I we will come up with. We'll we'll find a new song. They need to record a singing. You sang. Line. You had a little I ditty did. before we hit record. Yeah. That you, I'd love for you to test out on the. Crowd. I sing a lot at home. My husband says he knows that he likes whenever I sing because it means I'm in a good mood. Okay. But I sing a lot and I just make things up. And <laughs> but if I sing yeah. in here in the recording studio, right. I do have to look down and make sure that you haven't hit the record button. Right. Because one time I was singing a song that I sang to my youngest son Ben, mm-hmm. and to my shock, chagrin, and chagrin. You were recording. I was me. recording. I don't think so Dar- deceitful. Darren didn't put it in though. Because I messaged him and said, "Please, Darren, please <laughs> delete that." We need to. We need to find all the lost files and and put together a little uh, bloopers. A little blooper reel. You've been wanting those. You've been wanting the bloops ever since we. Uh, no, I always say. I always mouth to Tyler. Should mouth these words? Should we start over? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no. You're always worried that something was said that right. was just. Well, hey, we need to be professional. Listen, before we dive into all the things okay. coming up at New Hope, which again yes. is the point of hot goss, which doesn't stand for gossip, obviously. And even if it did, that would just be us reclaiming the word gossip as we've talked about it. And it's making it positive. Making it positive. Means the news. It New Hope News. New Hope, but that's our email. Tidbits with Tyler and Chris. No. We've tried to name it lots of different things. Goss. Um, before we get started, I do feel like it's appropriate to acknowledge and promote a new podcast in the New Hope Podcast Network. Let's hear it for I, Pray Together with yeah, Jonathan, Jonathan Brocious. If you don't know, we have a new podcast that is a supplement to our Newton campus pastor, Jonathan Brocious's uh, newsletter that he sends out daily, Monday through Friday, with scripture, uh, prayer, and just a, a fun, oh, usually a pretty fun story from mm-hmm. his personal life that somehow uh, illustrates or, or points to that that verse that he's highlighting each day. And so you can get to that podcast by going to newhopechurch.cc slash listen, where all of our podcasts in the New Hope Podcast Network are housed, or you can get it by searching Pray Together New Hope Church on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, 
Um, and I think I'm probably going to get this website wrong, but let's try it. Praytogether.substack.com, I believe, is the website where you can subscribe to his newsletter, which comes out every day. And the podcast is basically just Jonathan, who has a great voice, right? He does. He has such a good radio voice. He's a great radio voice. It's him basically um, reading, narrating those uh, those daily newsletters. And yeah. so it's so good. I've listened. So I listened. Let's see. It came out. I think last week. Did it start last week? January. Or this week? January first. I'm already second. losing track of time. Yeah, we're already ha- almost halfway through January. It's crazy. But anyway, you? I've been listening to him as I drive. Today I left home a little too early. It wasn't up yet. It seems to p- go up around seven in the morning. But anyway, it's good and it's only like five to six minutes. So yeah, kind of fits into I don't know. It's yeah, it's the perfect routine. Well, yeah, your drive's a little bit longer than some, but like seven minutes is like the perfect. Uh, episode length from mm-hmm. it for a drive to work. And so it's a great way to start your day. Comes out every weekday. And so be sure to subscribe to Pray Together, which you can get to at newhopechurch.cc slash listen. Yay. I love that you promoted that. that Actually, should I cool. just put it on New Hope now? I feel like I should just add it to New Hope now for a while. Since, sure. Okay. Since new, it's new. Since it's new. Try to drum him up now. some business. New- <laughs> yeah, we do. He does get paid per listen. So that's how he, how, that's how he has it. That's his, how his family can eat. Yeah. yeah. Newhopenow.cc. Uh, one-stop shop for all things happening at New Hope. Now you can go there to get a link directly to Jonathan's podcast, Pray Together, here on the Podcast Network. Let's dive into some stuff coming up. Kids, what's going on in kids, Chris? Yeah, so a couple things that we want to highlight going on in kids. One thing is that at the end of February, the fourth and fifth graders are going to be going to an incredible conference called Superstar. It's a really well done. You know, sometimes you go to things and you're like, eh, not worth our time. Sometimes <laughs> you go and you say, that was really well done and I can highly recommend that. And yeah. that's how it is with CIY Superstar. Um, it's coming up on, I don't have my calendar Friday, in front of me, February 24th. I was going to say, Yoakum does. The 20th. 24th and 25th. Yep. Friday, February 24th through Saturday, February 25th. But But registration ends. January 19th. Which is super important to know because, well, we want as many kids to be able to go. We don't want just a missed deadline to keep a kiddo from going. Yeah. And this is one of those events because it's an overnight, because it's, you know, younger, it skews younger. There are a lot of steps Mm -hmm. that we ask parents to take yeah. a lot of uh, forms to fill out a lot of things just to be in the know. And so you can get to all of that at newhopechurch.cc slash superstart. Excellent. I do have something, Tyler. I was saving it for hot goss. I was saving it for the podcast. Okay. You didn't have a heads up on it, Okay, but I just thought this was the most appropriate time and place to chat about it. Yeah. And that is that, um, we're, we already have the registrations rolling in. Laura Arney's kind of leading that along with our other kids staff. Right. But she let me know that what we are short on is male chaperones. So I thought this was the perfect time and place to just say that I know you do a great job working with kids and you. Oh, no. And um, <laughs> I didn't think this was going. Where I mean, it was there's going. so many great guys going like my husband's going and Larry Arney's going and Steve Cool and Caleb Young and just some of those volunteers that are just incredible in, in the kids' ministry. And so if you're a guy and are interested in <laughs> no, serving no, 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 no. with fourth and it fifth grade It was for you, kids. Yoke. We had a specific request because um, we know you've been through the background check. You have, you do have a little yeah, bit in I your history. I failed that background check. <laughs> yeah, don't you dare even say that. We have some, you have some history of working with youth and we thought it'd be great just to go back to those days, relive that a little and let you join us as a chaperone. So what do you say? Yeah, this really this could have been an email. I know that I don't know if you've heard that uh, that phrase floating around the uh, the internet, but this could have been an email, and I would have swiftly deleted the email and uh, and or said no. Um, Moving on, I'll share the other kids thing I was going to share. I just thought I'd ask you. Yeah, yeah, but you can keep praying about it. Yeah, I'll I'll pray about it, okay. and you don't ask me again. I'll get back to you. And if you are a parent of a fourth or fifth grader, or no parents with fourth and fifth grade students, please. Make sure they know about Superstart, newhopechurch.cc slash Superstart. Register by January 19th for Superstart on February 24th through the 25th. Excellent. Baby dedication is coming up. I believe you're going to put the link at the newhopenow.cc. Yes. Baby dedication is, I believe, again, I, I don't have I didn't, a calendar. I didn't, I didn't pull these dates up. I think it's March 18th. If you scroll through yeah, to March 18th. Actually, you slacked me about it. Uh, Saturday, March 18th. And it's in the morning. It's at a, all of our campuses. Yes. And it's very different. We've been doing it on a Tuesday and trying to recognize the audience we're reaching and trying to find the optimal time for them. We're giving it a go of trying it on a different day. And so it's going to be a Saturday morning. So don't let that throw you off when you go to register. I know my favorite thing to do on a Saturday morning 
is to come to church. I actually, we need to do it. We should, we should be there. You should be at baby I think dedication. We'll be, I think we'll be there. Woot, woot. I think, yeah. You we, should definitely, you probably should know where to register. <laughs> so <laughs> newhopenow.cc. Right. No excuses. No excuses. Newhopenow.cc, Saturday, March 18th at each of our campuses. Um, are they all the same time? Yes. Okay. 10 to 12. 10 to 12, Saturday, March 18th at any of our campuses, baby dedication. And then the following Sunday, so not March 19th, but March 26th, there will be a uh, a prayer and service where the entire church can um, celebrate and pray along with you um, as a church family just over your uh, child that you're dedicating. Yeah, it's awesome. Gonna be great. Thanks. Thank you. That was good. <laughs> Moving from uh, kids to youth, we have a youth night coming up. Depending on when this... <laughs> I always do you this. You always say this. I always Depending do this. on when this Depending airs. Depending on when this episode drops, this may be over. <laughs> I don't think this will be over. I think this is still coming up. On Sunday, January 22nd, from 5 to 7 p.m. out at 180, our 6th through 12th grade youth are invited to youth night. Worship, games, hanging out. It's one of the few times a year that our entire youth uh, team and family come together. So do not miss it. Mark your calendar. 6th through 12th grade youth. Youth night at 180. All of our campuses coming together under one roof. So, I mean, yeah, we're hitting most of our kids and youth with these announcements, right? We've got yeah. babies, 4th and 5th, 6th through 12th. Yeah, exactly. It applies um, to all campuses, which is cool. Yeah, it is cool. And so, uh, moving right up through yep. marriage. Yes. So, the marriage team is sponsoring a marriage retreat. It's kind of like a conference, but the people who who are leading that, which are a, a couple from... I, Texas, maybe. I think Texas, yeah. Um, they call it a, a marriage retreat. It comes highly recommended. This couple comes highly recommended to us from some people from the Shelbyville campus who have interacted with them in a variety of ways before through conferences. It's a well-known couple, very, very yeah. prominent speakers in this, uh, you know, in the marriage yeah. circles. And it's going to be from 830 to, to 3. 3. Saturday, March 11th. And registration will open soon. We'll get that. It'll up open and- soon. It's right now. Save the date. If you're a married couple, save save the date for Saturday, March 11th. Um, it's forty dollars a couple, um, and we'll get more details out about that. And if you can't afford to go, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm sure we'll have um, some yeah, some for resources. Almost- for almost anything that costs here, we usually behind the scenes talk about ahead of time. You know, how can we f- help families who this is a barrier? Right. And so. I guess the message is don't let it be a barrier. Don't let it be a barrier, but right. save Reach the date out to us. for Saturday, March 11th, 830 to 3. Um, there's a light breakfast and a, a lunch provided for the families. And honestly, I mean, even if none of that was provided, it's it's worth the investment right. um, in your marriage. And so Saturday, March 11th, Woo-woo. marriage. Moving right along. If you are new to New Hope and you are somehow listening to this podcast, maybe you've been around long enough or you've visited newhopenow.cc where we do share New Hope Underground links uh, full time. So anytime you need uh, to share this podcast with anyone, send them to New Hope Now. We also on New Hope Now have Starting Point coming up on Sunday, February 5th at each of our three campuses. So whether you're in Effingham, Newton or Shelbyville and you are new to New Hope, please, please make plans to join us for Starting Point. It takes place at different times, um, but is happening at all three campuses on Sunday. Awesome. It's a great, great place to go. If you're new here, you uh, have not taken any step at New Hope, or maybe you've just filled out a Connect card, or you've been coming for sun, some Sunday mornings or, or what have you, Starting Point is the best place to start. Perfect. Another big thing. Wow, this is a this is a crazy long uh, Announcement hot goss. time. Hot goss. Yeah, tidbits. Yeah. So many tidbits. We haven't even gotten to any crazy goss yet. We're not going to. <laughs> this is it. Keep going, Tyler. What's the okay. last thing? The last thing. I, th- I think. I think it's the last thing. Um, I'm pulling it up. We have specialty groups. Our spring specialty groups are rolling out this spring, winter. I don't know how to classify seasons. I know. It's like spring semester. Spring semester. But we're definitely still in winter. It's yeah, January. We're kind of kicking it off in the winter, but it's a spring semester of yeah. specialty groups. Uh, these are some of the some of the best offerings. I mean, we have we have them twice a year, and, and they're short-term topic-based groups, and we deep dive into something specific. And so it's very clear what you're jumping into. It's also very clear start dates and end dates, and so you can kind of build it into your calendar, and these are things that you just don't want to miss out on. I mean, we have... Uh, multiple men's Bible studies, a women's Bible study. Uh, we have three different groups for couples. Uh, um, there's Faith and Fitness and Newton, led by, again, Jonathan Brocious. He's, he's kind of the big topic he's today. He's the big topic. He's speaking, he's working out. Speaking, working out, writing <laughs> writing newsletters. What does this guy not do? Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, honestly, there's there's so there's eleven total specialty groups launching in the spring. So there's plenty of space for people to jump in. I think twelve if you count one that's happened in over a couple of different service times. But regardless, there's groups in all of our campuses. Um, even if you go to a different campus, you can still join a specialty group that's happening at another campus. I think uh, that New Year's service. Were you at New Year's? Was it you weren't? So I was oh, too. Oh, I, <laughs> I said I was. The way you, the way you, uh, no, you it was started. Felt it was like I was. Uh, it was yeah. so good. The look on her face said, "Oh, I didn't make it." No, better. it was but what, so she's, good. It was so good. That I feel like is a great reminder of it being one church in multiple locations. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like we have a ton of those opportunities throughout the year to to acknowledge that or really like sit in that. And I feel like the New Year service was a really good opportunity to just remember that. And so even if you attend a different campus, I know usually with specialty groups, Effingham has more groups than the other campuses. And part of that's um, availability of space and, and uh, leaders and all that kind of stuff. But if you go to any campus, feel free to join any specialty group you see. And you can find a link to all of those at newhopenow.cc or in the Church Center app. If you haven't downloaded Church Center, you can go to your app store, your Google Play store, download Church Center, log in uh, with your church uh, login, and you can uh, explore the groups and join them right within the app. You can get a link to that at newhopenow.cc. You know all the things. Tyler Yoke, you know all the things. You've got us in good shape. I'll talk for a minute and give okay. you a breather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I won't. It's you time have, to wrap up. You have, oh, wow. Okay. You've got a meeting. You've got a meeting to go to. I've got a lot of things to do, obviously, because all the things we just promoted, some of them aren't even up at this very moment that I talk about them. Right. But they've got to be up by this weekend. Can I just say something? Go, and oh Tyler isn't buying my lunch or paying me to say this. Don't. Do not compliment me right now. Just zip it for okay. a second. Because I poke fun at you all the time, so much so that I've had to have my husband listen to it before and say, was I too mean to him on there? <laughs> so let me just take a minute. I'm gonna just going to give you some acknowledgement publicly and say, all the graphics, all the promotion of things, all of our printed pieces that look so professional, in, in all sincerity, this dude does. So he keeps track of all these things. He wears many hats. He communicates well all the things we have coming up. And you do design well. You ma- you kind of make us look good. Wow. Gosh. We all owe you a big thanks. Wow. I'm- but then at the same time, we can kind of <laughs> poke fun and, you know. Be honorary towards because you deserve it because you're sometimes a rascal. Right. Yeah. I don't deserve any of the kind words you just said, but I thank you for them. And uh, with that, this was Hot Goss with Chris and Tyler. 